Hello and welcome to episode 22 of season 4 of The Three Amigos. I'm your host Don and I'm joined tonight by my amigos Mars and PJ as well as our amiga Kylie. Welcome to the show guys. How are So we're, um, we're beginning our show as usual with a brief review of the game week that was Double Game Week 26 which promised so much but delivered a bit of a meh uh, performance for a lot of us. Um, as usual, we start off with the Amigo who's finishing best, and we finish up with the, the Amigo who finishes last. Um, and these scores, of course, come with the caveat that we have about 25 minutes left in the Liverpool-Chelsea game. Uh, Mersey, well, I don't think top. we have any players left. That's all that's off. <laughs> yeah, well, I've trends still going, but I don't uh, have a whole lot of ambition there. Uh, but Mersey, you're our top dog. Uh, 93 points net, so 97 minus 4. Um, good haul. Um, and with your bench boost, I know it didn't do anything major, but still you have to be reasonably happy with that. Yeah, 14 points, I think, on bench boost. I ended uh, Areola getting uh, eight and then the, the, the six <laughs> from the single players. So, yeah, I just wanted to use the chip, to be honest. But, look, it was one of those guys. I think what we need to realise is, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy with my moves. I went for the Leicester boys. Uh, I think uh, um, uh, look, uh, overlooking Son was probably the biggest mistake, I would say. I wanted Dinya, couldn't get to him. But I think one thing that we need to realise when I was watching those games, I think what, what we forget is... is we, we all wanted so much more from this game week, but the players just look shattered and players are just slowing the games down. Once it's won, they just, they're stopping in the second games. Most of the second games have been 1-0 or 1-1, not really big scores. Mm. And I just think we just have to be realistic. We all expect, a lot of people looking at the teams and looking at the fixtures, we were rubbing our hands thinking 150, 200, here we come. And I don't, I, you know, I captured Kane and I think he turned out to be probably after Son, the, the highest best. premium, the yeah. highest premium, yeah. So, yeah, it is what it is anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, uh, Kylie, you're just ahead of me. You're on net 84 points so far, 92 minus the eight. So um, tell tell the viewers a little bit about your game week. Well, my captain has just gone off on the 61st minute, uh, Salah. So that's really disappointing. Um, I, I was my own worst enemy this this week. Very frustrating. I took an eight point hit. I Brought in Barnes, uh, which obviously didn't pay off. Um, granted, I got rid of Harrison, who uh, didn't start the match either, right? But um, then uh, I also took a, a hit for Pereira in for Tete. Uh, I got spooked about Tete having not played the week before, and I really fancied a punt on Pereira. But obviously, Tete playing only one match, kept a clean sheet, and Pereira was just generally... Awful as was Leicester, so um, quite frustrating in that regard. But mm. uh, look, I, I think a 92 minus an eight point hit in what was a difficult week. I did also play my bench boost. I think I ended on 14, and that's largely due to uh, the, the points from Ariola. Um, but my rage has only started to calm down. I have dunk on my bench um, and there are no words for how I was feeling after that match and the calamitous refereeing from what's his name Lee Mason robbed I was you know genuinely robbed held at gunpoint mugged of my goal yeah sorry I'm getting worked up again yeah 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 calm 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 breathe breathe 
so I ended on third, so um, in net 82 points, 90 minus the 8. Uh, again, as yourself, a minus 8 hit, but mine paid off nicely enough because my week would have been worse without it. Uh, Gundo and Kane came in, triple captain Kane for Rashford and Bamford. So um, it worked out well in terms of my hits, but the but yeah, no, it's a little bit of a disappointing one. Happy enough that at least my triple captain didn't blank, but um, but I had hoped again. I'm just hanging around there at the hundred at the one million mark, and I cannot seem to break that barrier. But uh, so PJ, Don, I'm going to ask you the same question before we move that you asked me when I had a a triple captain that got eight points. Are you happy? Not particularly, no. Um, but it, given the way that both games started, early goals to Spurs, I had envisioned obviously the two or three goal haul, whereas a yeah. single goal from from both games from 180 minutes as well. It's not as though he even went off early. I'm not that happy. No, with, but, but look, we, were, we were unlucky with the first game. Uh, second no. game, he was no way. I mean, it, to be honest, Spurs as an attacking unit weren't, weren't that good. I think maybe had a couple of, you know, the goal, obviously, which was an own goal. But apart from that, I don't remember Ariola doing much. No, he didn't. Uh, and you have to give credit to Fulham. I was, yeah, hoping anyway. Fulham were gonna, I was hoping Fulham were going to manage to actually get an equaliser. And that penalty, anyway, don't get me started oh, on penalties. Yeah, uh, shocking. PJ, finally come to you. Um, you're you're the fourth of our amigos tonight, but um, tell tell us briefly about the calamity of 71 points that presented to you in in 26. Yep, 71 points from uh, all told the equivalent of 29 players, which is um, really just absolutely pathetic. Um, they're all a bunch of moronic turd dragons. Uh, I absolutely mm. hate all of them from an attacking perspective. Not a single goal. Not a single goal in a double game week. <laughs> Where um, PJ a turd dragon does that is that a dragon that fires turds out of its mouth or is it a dragon that's made that relies of turds? on fecal matter as a form of you know food and sustenance? Okay, I mean it really wasn't obvious. It could be any number of things, um, but it it's an impressive. Uh, but that's it's impressive, of- and it's impressive as you said to manage with twenty nine players to come out with that. But um, but congratulations. That, that single goal, just a single assist, which mm. was from Watkins, kind of pretty much early on. Since that point, I've had to watch all of my eight attackers take the field twice through for zero returns. Um, and you know the fact that Sam Johnston, the West Brom keeper, finishes the game week, my my top player, I think I think says it all. I think the only point away from my teams that I would I would kind of kind of make at this stage again is that it has been just another disaster, generally speaking, for chips and and kind of chip players. Um, for for triple captainers, for for bench boosts, for free hits this season, the kind of templatey or kind of perceived wisdom of when to play these chips has just not paid off. It didn't pay off last year. It didn't pay off the year before. You've got to go back to four years, really, to when um, the community as a whole had kind of very successful kind of mainstream chip strategies. And I think that's an interesting discussion in terms of, you know, we kind of get this at the beginning of the season and we all say, no, you know, we'll follow Ben Krellin and we'll play our bench boost this week and we'll play our triple captains this week. And none of that is to slur Ben Krellin for a second. Obviously, he does sterling work. But these are just not the best weeks to play them. Because, you know, players get rotated, the games at the end of the season, they're quite more cagey. The games at the beginning of the season are much more open and goal heavy. 
you know, I just think it's worth a discussion, maybe not for this pod, but for, for future pods and potentially at the start of next season. That, you know, I think we need to get out of this kind of mentality that the double game weeks are the times where we have to play our chips because for the last three years, that has been proven to be absolutely bollocks. It could be definitely a good one for us to have uh, maybe even in a pre-season podcast in terms of, you know, looking at the chips. There are definite, obviously, the the benefits where you do have two bites of the cherry or like that there, even two bites at the bonuses, bonus points as well. If you've got two games, if you do have a triple captain in play, it does obviously offer a little bit more avenue. But I take your point um, fully. It's uh, It definitely has been disappointing this season. Um, PJ, you will give us quickly our um, standings update for our three Migos Classic League. Um, as we said, there, there could be some movement, but not a whole lot of movement in these last 15 minutes. Yeah, well, I'm actually going to give a monthly standings just to kind of mix it up a little bit. So these are the top Amigos for February. And in fifth place, we have Elrond 11, Pushkar Sonar. In fourth spot to the stylist, Mark Powell. Number three, AF Chelsea. Ashkan Forozani, exotic name. Number two, we can't get rid of him. Martial Law, Dirajaredi, top of our main league, of course, and within the top 200 players globally. And number one in the Amigos Classic League for the month of February, the imaginary named Matt United. But you can't guess who manages that team. That's right, Matt. <laughs> That was beautifully done. Yes. yes. Bob or something. Matt, if you're listening to this show, give us a shout out. Tell us how you thought of your name. (laughs) (laughs) And and following on from that smoothness, now we move on to the angry section of the show where Marzi unleashes the beast and gets rid of some of that fancy angst. I, I, I don't know where to start. It's not allowed to be Liverpool-related, Mers, unfortunately. Otherwise... Is, it, is it Twitter banning me for telling someone to look in the mirror and slap their face when they, they're trolling death, death and our, our, our friends? Or is it the bench boost wankers who decide to look clever and put their best players on the bench? Who, who, who are you kidding? Like, seriously, does it they're not kidding anyone. Better? They're They're not kidding anyone. They're just trying to boil people's piss. I mean, yeah. And they succeed in doing it too. One of those yeah. subjects seems quite quite serious and one just really not. Just for... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I'm not going to go serious. I don't really care about Twitter. But yeah, it's it's all about, you know, it's the, it's, it's the fun hashtag that I've, uh, I started and I won't stop calling people ben- hashtag bench was wankers when, when they put the good players on the bench. Um, mm. look, it, it, yes, it was the piss, but it's it's a laugh. I'm taking the piss. Apart from those people who actually only genuinely count their bench when they put. And the funny thing is, a lot of people bench Salah and Bruno. There you go. Take that. Count that as a <laughs> bench boost. PJ you know, I'm talking to him. I'm always all, all my rants are about him indirectly. That's true. It's, it's, I mean, it doesn't really matter, Kylie, because my entire team was shite. So I could have put. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and actually, uh, yeah, I mean, they blanked, right? So it's a bit of location for them. Uh, folks, cool. we, we will move Mars on. Up. Are you a Mar- oh, Mersey? Sorry, apologies. I didn't let you do your Mars out. I like that it's one. I uh, like that yeah. ending too. Uh, <laughs> folks, let's move on with our T3A roundtable, where, as usual, we come up with some topics that the FPL community are talking about. So, um, first up, we're going to talk about Man City. Um, the double game week quickly became a single game week for many of us. Uh, Phil, Bloody Foden, and Cancelo for me. 
uh, and uh, Gundogan not doing a whole lot better, but a little bit better. But uh, with a blank coming up for City in Game Week 29, how are you planning on navigating this double, so a double in Game Week 27, the blanks, and, of course, the dreaded Pep Brulette? PJ, come to you first on it. Well, it's a difficult one on City because I think we have to accept that you know, the majority, if not kind of all, with the possible exception of Edison and Ruben Diaz, will, um, you know, will we'll, we'll likely only play kind of kind of one game. You know, you're uh, guessing who, who plays that second game is a lottery and you might get lucky. Like people people crowing about, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I took a risk on Mares. Well, you know, way to go. You didn't know that Mares was going to score twice. If we or play twice, rather, if we all know, if we all knew who Pep was going to pick in both matches, it would make our jobs very easily because they, um, they, they tend to, they're obviously in very good form. They score well at the moment, but who's going to play twice? I, I don't think anyone knows. So I think there's a very good discussion this week about going for a, uh, a single game week, um, Harry Kane or Son, obviously at Spurs against Crystal Palace and um, any of the um, kind of West Ham boys, Antonio, Jesse Lingard even for a wild punt against the Sibs that are Leeds United when it comes to giving up chances. So, yeah, you know, I mean, De Bruyne, Gundogan, you know, Sterling, Cancelo, you know, they could all, they could all play twice, but... No one would be surprised if they played the Man United match and then he played his reserve team in, in, in the midweek match. So I, I think it's, I think it's a really, a really difficult one. I think it's one of those things that just don't second guess. Almost everyone has three City players at this point. Just stick with them. You might, you might get lucky. You might go captain of one you think is most likely to score kind of most points and and just kind of take it from there. Really. Uh, what do you think on that, Mars? Uh, what, what do you think I should do with my Phil Foden yeah. pick? Keep him. Uh, I, I keep him. He didn't. He didn't play. He played. He played half a game. Yeah. They've got three well, games before the it's next. It's the age-old. On Phil Foden's grave will be. Um, he's definitely guaranteed to play the <laughs> yeah. next game. I mean, I captain. I captain Phil Foden. I really would. You know, he yeah. will. You know, I, I, th- I, th- I think he plays against Saints. Uh, it, it's, look, I'm not at all trying to second guess Pep. It's, it's not. It's, it's pointless. Um, I mean, Jesus and Mar is where the, the highest scorers in this game. Went. Um, uh, look, um, I think the point that that you made at the beginning is, is the fact that there's a double game week. So, do you go for, uh, you know, do you go for a City player um, or, or, or or a Saints player? I know we, we're going to cover that later. Or do you think about 29? And especially with Barnes being injured. So, if you have Barnes, that's another one. But we're going to talk Barnes replacement, I believe, later as well. But the one the one thing that I want to talk about is uh, I see a lot of people talking about um, going uh, for um, KDB for Bruno. Some people are talking about it, and I think I can see I can see that the fact that he played two games and he's coming back. I mean, to be honest, in the two games, I wasn't like he had maybe one big chance. Obviously, he had an assist. He could be building back his fitness. Uh, will he play both games? No one knows. I can see it. Bruno's got United, then he's got West Ham, then a blank. Um, my policy is don't don't sell an uh, an uninjured premium. So um, I think what I'm doing, I have two City, and I think I plan to stick with them. Focus on 29. Maybe if there's the double for Everton in 28, um, uh, look at that for for one extra player because I only got one player. If there's a double for them, when are we going to know? That? Any, any... I don't know. The hope is to know by next week. I think we won't know before this game, uh, this deadline. But I think before, hopefully before. I, I really don't know. I haven't been checking. Uh, we haven't heard yet. Uh, but I, I think, look, I have two City. I have Diaz and Gondogan. I think Diaz w- will play probably both. Laporte and Stones will probably, uh, and Cancelo will rotate. 
And then Gundogan could... I think the strongest team will play against United. So I think Gundogan will start against United. Would I captain him? Again, we'll, we'll have a captain discussion. Maybe. I'm not sure. But I, I agree with Phil. There's a lot of um, good uh, opportunities for single game week captains uh, in this game. And it's, it's, it's about twist or stick. It depends on your OR and your, your, your style as a player. Are you aggressive or are you just an, uh, you're not a conservative player? That's, that's my thought on it anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same position as you, Mars, in terms of, of having just the two City players. I have the uh, same ones, Gundo and uh, Diaz. Look, for me, I mean, I, I personally wasn't particularly enamoured um, last time we spoke about, uh, about De Bruyne coming back, not loving him as an option. I didn't really see anything that made me love him any more as an option. I mean, he's De Bruyne, right? So, so no, no one's questioning his quality. But I just I think they, they didn't really need him. He didn't look particularly impressive when he played. Um, so I personally wouldn't be going for him. I am tempted to, to just go for someone else because I – I'm still at about 1.2 million and just can't seem to budge from there. And so it just feels like roll the dice. Uh, but it is absolutely, I think anyone making the decision to invest in an additional city player, if they have one, I, side note, wouldn't change city players. If you have three, I absolutely wouldn't get in the business of that. But if you are looking to roll the dice on a third one, I, I think you have to do it in the hope of, one and a bit best case scenario, unless you're unlucky like Foden owners last game week and you just get the bit. Um, KDB's played twice there. He's just back from injury. Uh, I just don't see why. And, I mean, they've done well without him. I don't see why he needs to play twice. Mm. Um, Sterling was rested. I personally don't think he gets rested again so soon after, but it's Pep. Um, I'd be tempted to just take a punt on him as far as captaincy goes like we'll get to that later in the yep. the pod but um i can't overlook as much as i completely agree with everything that pj said because they've been thankless double game weeks in recent years absolutely thankless um but i still can't help myself um i want to i want to invest there for the captaincy regardless uh, but, regard, yeah, regardless of the 29 blank mm. that is upcoming and regardless of the fact that I have a broken bonds in my team that needs resolving. But they're like, um, I guess we're agreed. So it's pretty much if you have three city hold, obviously, because with a double game week, um, regardless of who you have. But the, the way that the rotation is happening and the way, the way that players look tired and with Kevin De Bruyne coming back from injury, it's very hard to actually go, well, if you were trying to get in a third, it's very hard to pick which player that is, whether it's in defence or in attack. It's very hard to identify a player that will be kind of even to play 120 minutes in, in the next two games. Um, but it's tough. Um, Gundogan is one. PJ, just come to you quickly on this before before we move on. Gundogan is obviously a player that has done great for us all, but what was your thoughts on him with De Bruyne back in two games now we've seen? And, you know, he's had a couple of, you know, he's had a couple of opportunities, but what's your thoughts on his value long-term um, with De Bruyne now back in the team? For me, for me, he's a better asset for the simple fact that he, he gets in positions higher up the pitch 
and he's half a price. I mean, he's less than even half a price even now. So if I, I would, I would, I would buy Gundo over KDB if they were the same price. Mm. Uh, you know, if they're um, the same I, price. I think, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I mean, the stats and and actual kind of points back that up. I think the only thing I would I would kind of say is that. You know, Gundo is obviously more rotation prone now that KDB and in fact the entire Manchester City yeah. squad, apart from Nathan Aki, is is fit. So we are going to see more rotation, and because the league title is essentially sewn up as well. Yeah. So he's going to see he's going to see more rotation there. But as I've said before, every City attacker is. I mean, even Rodri, we used to be able to count on being playing most games. <laughs> But, yeah. you know, none of that City front six, or indeed the entire team, as we said, Bar Edison and, and Diaz, they're just being rotated. They're all playing kind of three out of five games, kind of mm. generally speaking, with kind of poor old Ferran Torres playing maybe kind of one in five and Benjamin Mendy seemingly just dead somewhere. I legitimately <laughs> thought Ferran Torres existed until yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, that guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's been a bit unlucky, particularly because he plays plays well while he's there. But mm. everyone else is just going to play three out of five matches, and you just have to accept it. And I think if you're looking for a gamble, so I'm gonna I I briefly considered playing a wild card this week, but I'm going to hold to my original plan of playing it in kind of thirty thirty one. And and I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. The big the big um gamble I think for that end of the season is is kind of going without kind of city assets. They miss a game week, or certainly not having three. They miss a game week. Um, you, you can get one or two back into the double, but they're not really doubles because most of their players won't play twice anyway. They're going to have their eye on the FA Cup, on the Champions League. The, the league will be mm. done by week 33, 34, I would imagine. So I think it's definitely a, a strategy to kind of potentially kind of move away from them as we get to that business end mm. of the season and start targeting teams who either have more to play for, there's going to be an absolute bum fight for the Champions League spots by the looks of things. So there'll be a lot of teams still involved there. Um, and also just, just teams who are potentially are more likely to kind of take their foot off the gas and just have a little bit of fun. Yeah, no, and that wildcard could come in very valuable for you um, for that run-in. Uh, Kylie, we want to move on. Saints, um, this one probably will be a shorter session than Man City, but they also do have a double in 27. But um, are there any of their players who are kind of attracting your eye a little bit, perhaps even as um, as Barnes replacements, but any <laughs> even Ings, Ward-Prowse, the usual suspects, Redmond, anyone putting their hand up? Right, look, so... Uh, initially I was like, okay, this is a mockery of a section because they are diabolical. But then I thought, no, do you know what? I'll, I'll do the respectful thing and I'll have a look at the numbers, right? You know, because you, you never know what will come out. So just quickly on defence. First point, they're the only team to have kept zero clean sheets in the last six games. We're not even going to talk about how many goals they conceded in that period. But if we change the parameters to the last four, so we're not including that absolutely diabolical game against United, um, they become only the third worst team for goals conceded. So that's, you know, slightly more flattering. That's seven goals. They're behind Liverpool for nine, which is awkward. That's not including Liverpool's match here, by the way. It's the last four games Liverpool have played. Uh, and Newcastle for eight. I do think after playing City in 27 that we're going to see Southampton reclaim that title uh, of worst defence uh, for goals conceded overall. But look, you know, 
they're, they're pretty much worth, oh, no, you know what, they're mid-table for every other metric. So maybe with McCarthy out, they'll sort of improve a bit. So, I mean, I just think absolutely no on defence, right? Attack, um, no, it actually really doesn't get much better, to be honest. They're joint second worst for goals scored in the last four, two. Um, they are mid-table again for big chances this time, but their goal conversion rate is 6.1%. Not impressive. It's not the worst, but like, let's not put too much weight on on that on the fact that they're fractionally better than, you know, like Big Sam and Burnley and Sheffield United and Watkins United, and of course the completely cursed Brighton, who just seemingly cannot score a goal at all. Um, so none of that, from a team perspective, is particularly impressive, and of course. You know, we talk about set pieces with Southampton because of James Ward-Prowse, um, but they've not scored any goals from set pieces uh, in this period, even though they've had the fourth highest uh, attempts from set pieces. Uh, like, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if Ward-Prowse scores a worldie now that I'm just saying this, but, like, on him, no penalty area touches. Granted, you know, that's that's not what people buy him for, okay? It's his, obviously his set-piece delivery. But he's had two attempts, admittedly both on target um, in that period, and he uh, hasn't scored. And then looking at their other midfield options, like I, I swear I got RSI just from scrolling down the midfield stat tables for Southampton assets and eventually found them. Redmond has had five attempts, two on target in the last four. But Redmond always flatters to deceive, and that's not particularly flattering, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and Minyamino has uh, three and two shots on target. Again, not especially inspiring, particularly given the fixtures. And then we've got Danny. Just... Yeah? Anyone with no, no, your no, at all go, here, go ahead. Right? Anyone go ahead. at all we should buy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, was, I was going to say... They, they've got City, and the other game is Sheffield United, I believe, right? Yeah, it is. And, yeah. I mean, Sheffield United are awful, but they are not getting hammered. They're no, actually they're quite not. solid. Southampton couldn't score against them. And uh, I could see them beating Southampton on form. They yeah. were pretty much equal. So I completely agree with you. I just wanted to add a bit about Sheffield United because, you, you know, you cancel. It's a single game. Don't count City because, look, yeah. and it's I mean, pointless. They're not going to get the ball, let alone score. I think we're going to get on to Barnes in a bit because I think Barnes is probably the only reason why people might sort of be tempted to Mm. to do the midfield thing. Like, I really wouldn't advocate for it. I think we'd be looking at at single game weekers. And I think probably the only one that people might already have is Danny Ings, like as a legacy from his faux double in 25, which obviously was not a double in the end. Um, and I think, like, if you have him, you hold, you hold him, right, at this stage. Uh, but I, I certainly wouldn't buy. I wouldn't mm. advocate for buying any of them. No, and uh, um, as you mentioned there, Barnes, um, look, people looking for a replacement for Barnes is obviously making them look maybe at the Southampton options. But, Marzi, um, are any of those boys putting their hand up for you? And um, if no. not, who is likely to be kind of your Barnes replacements? Look, uh, I think with Barnes' replacements, um, if you're not going to go for a city, third city player, right, to to uh, you know to Foden or someone like that, because um, that's what you can afford, it, or if you don't have Gundogan, 
maybe, um, um, I would be looking at players that play in 29. There's plenty of options. If you don't have Rafinha, he's probably one of the better options. Uh, I think Lingard. Lingard seems to be uh, back to his uh, best when he's happy. He is. He's happy playing. He's very lively. He's involved. They play, he's playing as a two up front. Uh, he doesn't play in 28, absolutely. But don't forget, we all have, have just come out of a bench group. So I was looking at my team. And we, I, I have benching headaches everywhere. I mean, I could just bench Barnes and, and I still have a, a strong Yeah, Exactly, exactly. So, you know, obviously, check your bench and look around. But if you can, if you can get away without Lingard playing in 28, I think he's definitely worth it. They've got, uh, they've got um, uh, Leeds. Then they've got Arsenal in 29. And I think West Ham can, can win both games. They're playing well. They're attacking well. Antonio and Lingard are linking up very well together. Uh, I think I think it could be a nice fun. So for me, look, there's been million threads on on Twitter about past replacements. I think those two for me are probably uh, near the top. Uh, the obvious the obvious other ones, if you can afford it and have money in the bank and you don't have Son, uh, you go there. If Grealish is back, I think he will be uh, the, the other option. Or 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 Aston Villa mid like a Toro or Gazi. Just just not Barkley though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely don't no, definitely don't captain him. Um, yeah. PJ, speaking of Barkley, um, but uh, transfers this week for managers, of course, without a free hit. So um, it's, it is coming up to that blank, that massive blank in 29. So managers have to consider their chip strategy, of course. So managers without a free hit will be left with the dilemma of bringing in a player to replace the likes of Barnes with a City or Southampton doubler, or perhaps getting in another body to cover that blank game week in 29. As you're in that position yourself, what do you plan on doing? Um, well, you know, I won't be bringing in a Southampton player, that's for sure. I'm uh, certainly not after Kylie's research. Uh, I I think West Ham are the team which kind of stand out as obviously having leads this this week. It's frustrating that Lingard will then blank in in, in twenty eight, but you know if you don't if you've got a spot on your team for a forward, I think Antonio is very is very attractive. I would definitely be other other than once you've got three City covered, I would be looking at teams who play who have a good fixture this week and and play in in kind of twenty nine as the priority. So Aston Villa who have Newcastle this week, and, and then obviously a game in 29. And um, the aforementioned West Ham, uh, I think, are the, are the kind of ones that kind of stand out for me as, uh, as worth buying. Sorry, Aston Villa have Wolves, um, just to uh, quickly uh, correct myself there before uh, before Rockstar emails me to say that I've made a mistake <laughs> as usual. So I think those two, those two, and they have a lot of attractive, you know, kind of midfield options. Uh, El Ghazi, I thought, looked really good the other night. Um, I mean, he always looks quite good. It's always slightly baffling that he's kind of dropped. But obviously, if Grealish is back, then then that becomes an issue. So, so those are the two teams I would I would look at. Um, in terms of what I'm doing, though, I'll probably do do no, neither of that because I'm relatively well set for 29 because I, I kind of built that into my kind of plan over the last few game weeks. So I think I've got seven due to play already. So what I don't have is any Spurs coverage. And um, Bruno Fernandez is almost certainly going to be leaving my team for to finance a, a Spurs asset. So uh, I think if you don't have and you can afford a Spurs asset, I think that's probably the way to go. Crystal Palace at home this game week, and then obviously Villa in 29. Mm, yeah. Yes, indeed. That is where the priority is. Um, 
the Spurs, they flatter to deceive a little bit, but um, essentially essential for 29, um, really. Um, a lot of players, a lot of people will have him and he'll be highly captained as well. Um, folks, will we move on to the last section of our roundtable, which is what we're calling Stick or Twist. Um, lots of us have found making progress this season a real struggle with uh, deviation from the big template players really punishing. However, with Bruno and Moe's double behind them and a blank in 29, could this be the time to do, as PJ said just a minute ago, and move away from one of them or even both? Marzi, come to you first on that one. What do you think? Look, I mentioned it earlier. My policy is don't sell a premium that doesn't... Um... That, that is not injured. Um, but I can un- completely understand why people would do it. Um, United look awful. Liverpool look awful. Um, I mean, United, what, 2-0 two, two draws? And now Liverpool have just lost and uh, just about beat, beat Sheffield United before. It's a lot of money. I think if you don't have any other fires and you fancy something different and you're chasing, absolutely. It, 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 like I said before, it's stick or twist. For, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm heading in the right direction the way I want. Do I want to take the risk and take a, a good player out? I mean, he's just a penalty away from scoring and he's highly owned. Let's remember, the casuals will keep him. Nobody's selling Bruno or Salah unless you're an active player. And we are the minority, as we can see. Um, so for me, um, you know, look, Liverpool got Fulham at home. Fulham are playing well, but Liverpool need to start winning. Salah just came off with, with half an hour, so we'll have an extended uh, rest period. Um, maybe United fixtures are a bit more difficult. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's a tough one. I think if you're chasing chasing mini-league and you want to do something different and go for broke, absolutely. I think if you are in a good position and you're happy and you're top of your mini-leagues, I think it's a risk not worth taking. So it really depends on you if you're risky or conservative. I'm more of a conservative manager, and I think I would rather just sell the, the injured player, uh, maybe not even take a hit this week, and just see how it pans out. That's that's me on it. What do you think, PJ? Your um, your mention earlier on about Bruno possibly going to be leaving. I think this a lot of it does come down to if you do have the free hit for 29 because. People are likely to have to make a couple, maybe of more painful choices to yeah, like I that. It's obviously not the Spurs. Because, you know, he can score from anything. And he blanked this week, but then you know, almost every premium did. So you know, apart from apart from you know, Son and Bell obviously went ballistic in about a half hour period. But other than that, another very disappointing week for the premiums. So you know, Bruno still created five chances in the two matches, had four shots. You know, that's a that's an, a you know a kind of goal attempt of some description, kind of you know well, I don't know what the maths are every twenty minutes. That sound about right. That'll do. So uh, you know, Bruno Bruno will create chances against Manchester Manchester City, and he'll obviously create chances in the games after that. But for me, it's just the fact that Spurs play play that extra game, and and so that's that's got to be that's got to be the move for me. I also have double Manchester City defence, so. From a you know a, just kind of like kind of risk assessment point of view, it's it kind of makes a little bit sense. It will either it will either blur up in my face or um or will work out probably the former. But you know I'm a Man United fan, so let me let me ask you a question. Um, Happy days, PJ. Let me ask you a question. Um, it's quite clear <clears throat> Spurs aren't are going to struggle to finish top four, probably like Liverpool, and their best option of getting to the top four is Europa and some. Apart, okay, the, the game before that he looked lively, but 
he's played in every game and even in Europa. Do you, there's, there's, there's murmurs around Twitter from just reading that uh, potentially Son could get a rest now with bail, bail on form, Ali's back, Mora's there, Lamella. They've got a lot of attackers. They see the Palace game as a potential that Son could rest. Do you, are you worried about that at all? We know Bruno's a 90-minute man. Yeah, 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 of course he is. Well, uh, you know, I'm not particularly worried and um, I didn't see the game tonight, so I'll probably wait. You know, I won't, as ever, I won't be doing any chances for the last minute. So, you know, I'll wait for press conferences. I'll wait for assessment about whether he looked kind of particularly fatigued. I, I think I think Spurs have got a great chance of finishing in the top top four still. I mean, they're, they're only four points away from it. Um, with You know, they've got a game in hand on Chelsea, in fact. They're five points behind Chelsea with a game in hand. Four points behind Everton. I, I think that's that's wide open. I think anyone, Manchester United, Leicester, Chelsea, Everton, West Ham, Tottenham, Villa, Liverpool, well, you know. Oh, we that far down? But, <laughs> I refuse to look at the table. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think worth noting, like, he didn't choose to take Son off. Like, there's been lots of murmurs about Son looking tired, right? But, him, like, they were, what, yeah. like, four nil up or something, and... Uh, from early, he could have taken Son off. He's not, at any played. He's not played a lot of the midweek matches in Europe. He didn't play in the midweek yeah, match true. last week. Spurs have already he did. He came off at half time. Did he? Did he? Yeah. Before he didn't start? I thought yeah, he... yeah, I'm pretty sure he started and came off at half time. He hasn't often started, I think. Is uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's a risk, but. I wouldn't consider it a risk. Like, here's the thing, right? I'm in the same boat in that I don't have, uh, I don't have Son. I do have Kane. I don't have Son. Um, and I am also similar uh, in terms of rank uh, with with you, PJ. Um, and yeah. I I don't want to go into 29 without Son because he feels like the most dangerous one that I could find myself not having in that week. And I'm not particularly concerned about having 11 players in that week, but I, I certainly don't want to leave myself massively exposed um, given that we saw briefly, admittedly, what they're capable of. Yeah. So uh, I, I think for me, there's sense in selling Bruno. It's a risk. I agree with you. Of Mars. course it is. So yeah. If you're in your position, Mars, it's a different situation. So yeah. No, I absolutely agree. And, and to, be, to, be, to be honest, Son is coming for me at 29. One of them, one, uh, I've, I've got a plan where I can bring, uh, so I will sell either Salah or Bruno, whoever I have less value in, so I can bring them back. But... Um, you know, uh, having Pereira there. So f- for me, Pereira is just a cash cow sitting there. And after 29 for 30, I'll, whoever I sell for Son will come back uh, as part of the... Whoever, mm. My plan is to bring Lingard. And then Lingard and Pereira will go out for um, Bringing the Son. big boys back. Yeah, yeah, for Son. And, and then, you know, I'm trying to then... I'm just basically uh, taking the money away from my bench. I'm just yeah. bringing in crap that I'm putting on the bench. So that, that's my plan. So I completely agree with you. I think some w- will be needed for 29. I, I also agree with you. You don't need 11. And it, it's interesting. The more I read on Twitter, the more people talking about free hit later on. Because in 29, you've got Villa, West yeah. Ham, uh, Spurs, Leeds, and Brighton. And a lot of us who've just bench boosted have got a lot, most of these players, apart from Monkey, who the only one without Spurs players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the you know it's it's definitely as as I am the I think I'm the only one on the pod who has the free hits still left and that's one thing I'm debating because I might move a little bit earlier towards like West Ham players as we mentioned earlier on Antonio and Lingard looking great um, it is an option really to kind of move a little bit early and kind of get in a couple of players and just be happy with seven 
or seven or eight potential players for for that blank week. Yeah. Um, folks, let's move on to our listener questions. So, Mersey, you can take it away. Yeah, let's go. So, uh, our first question comes from uh, who's the uh, Boselli at FPL underscore uh, Latex underscore. Um, and this is uh, directed towards one person and one person only. Are we getting the apology from Hindu Monkey for Son and Kane slander? Also, does he have any more bogus injury rumours for Snowflakes to have a cry about? <laughs> um, let's avoid the bogus injury news. Are you going to apologise about slandering Kane and Son? This is your chance. I will apologise for underestimating quite how shit Burnley could be. <laughs> or the real Spurs tonight, where they struggled to break down a resilient defence. This is not a team that generally score freely. But we know what Burnley are like, uh, and I should have known what Burnley can be like against big teams. Um, they're generally a very good defensive asset, but sometimes Man City, Spurs, Man United, Liverpool, we have seen Burnley just kind of fold over and die. I mean, they, yes, strange. they were absolutely awful. strange. They were they just were. awful. They, they, they should were, have, yeah. It's the sort of performance where if fans have been in the ground, you know, you should be returning the uh, entry ticket price to every single one of them they were that bad yeah so so yeah you know was it i don't really think it was a question of spurs suddenly turning a corner as i think tonight proved i think it was just that burnley were awful but yes i will grudgingly apologize for anyone this is a inexplicably, inexplicably <laughs> this stage of a season would actually have listened to anything i said and not gamble on spurs as a result of my words so, listen carefully listeners you heard yeah. who he's selling so you heard who he's selling, so be I careful. Who <laughs> did that? I am sorry. <laughs> right, let's move on. Jonathan Strike at J Strike One. Is KDB required, or do we expect rotation for him in second game week or double game week versus uh, Southampton? And then a follow-up question: Should we keep Gondo, Diaz, and Stones and ride the rotation risk, or is there other players from other teams we should consider? I think we've talked this question, uh, this topic, a lot. So just a quick one. Yes or no, is KDB required for the double game week or do you think no. he'll play one game week? I think he'll play one. Okay, so it's a no, so it's not required and I agree, I don't think he's... It's funny, you, you, you meet City fans and they say with KDB they're actually scoring less and they're a bit slower. It's really strange. It's but they really do strange. look slower. They do they look do. slower with him. I think they look for him. The problem is when you have a player in his class with the way he can pass and assist, etc. Naturally, players look for this player. I see it with Liverpool as well. They used to do it with Gerard all the time. When you take those players out, players take responsibility. And that's what Actually, I like about Gondo. Gondo doesn't care. Did you notice um, that Pep was actually getting really pissed off because they were overlooking uh, Gundy and his runs? So, yeah. you know, like, it, it is a thing. It is yeah. a thing. definitely not needed. Just because then, the other question... I yeah, should we keep Gondo Diaz and Stones? Don't sell anyone ahead of a double. It's agree. a lottery. They may all play twice. We don't know. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Uh, right. Uh, there was a question here from uh, Finnish Hindu monkey. Uh, Hindu monkey. I had to translate. Is Raheem Sterling the most annoying effing a-hole you can own in this satanic a-hole game? No. <laughs> I think there's plenty of players that could fit that um, uh, Dominic. Cow shit, Lewin. Amen. <laughs> There's plenty of them. Uh, right, John G at Grifters United. Uh, this is an interesting question because we have not touched on this player or this team for a long time. Hopefully Pepe is in the mix for game week 29. Options. Question mark. 
Don, what do you think? Pepe, Arsenal. They, they do play in the black. Nobody's mentioned them. Yeah, when I was looking at my free hit kind of speculative team for for 29, he was one of the... I was thinking, because I have plenty of money, Aubameyang. Aubameyang, but basically there's going to be no shortage of cash, so it's always kind of a bit more tempting to put Aubameyang in there um, when, you have, when you have no budget restraints. But uh, Pepe has definitely looked good. I mean, he's definitely seems to be filling in a little bit more, um, kind of warming up to his Arsenal career. But... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd probably be preferring kind of in that in those midfield. The midfield is quite busy with the with West Ham playing, with West Ham, with Spurs. Who else have we got? We Villa. There's a lot of midfield options that are there. Yeah, and probably Pepe doesn't quite make it in for me really with that. I think he's an absolutely uber differential at this stage. Again, if you're in the three, four million, two million, whatever, if you want fancy something different, absolutely. Well, if you, if you, you do want to not? differentiate too with your free hit team, if you want to differentiate it from the from other managers yes. who will only have seven, they won't have they won't have Pepe in their team. Uh, so if you do absolutely. want to throw that in, absolutely. We don't know how many are going to have Aubameyang either. Like, let's be honest. Mm, so it's true. I mean, no, I absolutely so, agree. I can't see people moving for them unless they're on free hit. Yeah, agreed, Arsenal agreed. could actually offer a lot of the differentials for the for the free hitters versus the non-free hitters in general. Complete, completely agree. It's just it's it's, it's funny, right? Because they they are playing well and they did well against Leicester, but Leicester are riddled with injuries as well. West Ham, just to me, stands out as this game that they just can be bullied. West Ham are quite a physical team. I can see Suchek just bullying their midfield, Antonio bullying bullying their attackers, uh, their defenders. Uh, but hey, look, we could be proven wrong. Uh, let's see. They, they are playing better than than before, so I think they are good options, as you guys said, for free hitters. For people who don't have a free hit, I don't know if I'll be making moves uh, apart from maybe, you know a cheap Saka or something like that. I'm not. I, I don't think so. Right. Uh, FBL Viking. At FBL Viking. His uh, uh, simple is why are so many virgins upset about my bench boost theory, and why does Simon wake up baffled every morning? Well, why not? Why? I can assure you, I'm not a virgin. I know I talk a lot about uh, all foreplay, but no penetration. But believe me, so um, um, I laugh at people like you, King, because you actually genuinely can your your bench boost came up to minus two. So please don't tell me why am I laughing at it. <laughs> so yes, don't pick dire next time. Um, and why does Simon wake up baffled? Uh, for people who don't know Simon, FBL Analytics, I believe, or something like that. He's a, I, I love the guy because I always have banter with him about he's a very, very stats-driven guy. Literally everything is stats. And I'm, I'm complete, we, we both say that we are at the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to stats versus ITIS. We always have this interesting conversation and debate, but we both respect each other's opinion. I mean, he told me once, uh, he was saying about uh, Liverpool's numbers uh, uh, defensively being bad. I said, well, yeah, I watch the games. He goes, well, I don't don't have time to watch football. I was like, well, well, there's the difference. I enjoy watching football. So, yes, I don't know why he wakes up baffled, but I genuinely enjoy the banter with him because he gets it. And he, he actually owns up to the fact that he lives and dies by stats. And I respect people like that because I completely don't agree with it. I agree with some of it, just not all of it. But he actually and also admits that there's out of context sometimes. Right, we'll move on. Morpheus Fire. I'll come to you, uh, Cardio, on this one. At Morpheus Fire. Goalkeeper has to outscore Martinez between game week 30 and 38. I hate that man. <laughs> I Would mean, you... I'm just glad he's not asking about Eric Dyer. Um... <laughs> or a sex party. <laughs> yeah, or, or a sex party. Uh, look, I mean, I love Emmy Martinez. <laughs> To be honest, uh, he's he's God, so I don't know. I mean, maybe Edison, 
right? But like Edison doesn't play in in 29. I got mocked weeks ago when I was tipping Ariola and Fulham as being decent before they they went on a decent run. True. There are there are keepers at all ends of the spectrum that can be looked at. I mean, look at uh, I mean, I, I personally wouldn't go there, right, with Mendy, but um, Chelsea, right, Chelsea's defence has been excellent. Um, I'm not sure exactly what their fixtures are at the moment, but there's there's plenty of directions you can go, and Martinez is, is certainly not cheap, right? So there's a lot that you can look at if you're so adamantly... I, I get being adamantly against someone. Look at me with Calvert Lewin, but don't hate on any. <laughs> yeah. Um, anybody else has an, another keeper that, you know, people who are looking at uh, wildcard uh, monkey, did you consider anybody else apart from Martinez? No, well, well I, I mean, I, I got Ariola um, because obviously Martinez is, is the devil. But for your wildcard in 31, so, 33, whatever, yeah. would, you, would you consider him? Um, I've not really looked that far ahead, okay. to be honest. Yep. So, um, yeah. Morpheus, we will cover it. We'll cover it near the time yeah. for game week 30, 38. So after 29, we'll look into it. Morpheus, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. FBL Still got Sam Johnson. I've owned Sam Johnson all season. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> am I doing? Jam- I'm sorry, you're not jammy, but that was the jammiest clean sheet ever. True. True. Right. FPL Oakwell at FPL Oakwell. Could you talk about when to play the second wildcard? So this one for you, Monkey. For those who have it, blank 29, fixture swing 31, blank 33, any other time. I think those three times are the ones most talked about. So you've just said that you've decided not to play your wildcard and you're going to wait. So when do you think is the most optimum time? Yeah, thanks, Mars. Excellent question. I think it's a... I think it's a difficult one, but for me, I think the optimum time is is, is 31. I, I think wildcarding into the kind of blank in 29 is is risky. You're leaving you're leaving a lot of uh, kind of potential fires there that could could light in absences. And we go into a big international break in in week 20 after week 29 between week 29 and 30. So that's why I would advise against a wildcard in 29 and indeed 30. We've already heard Pep Guardiola say that. Um, he's got players who are going to go to far-off countries where they will have to likely isolate on their return. And, and, Klopp, and Klopp said he might refuse to let them go. Yeah, and I, look, we're going to get another Premier League COVID surge following that international break. I think that's pretty much set in stone. So I think week 30 is going to be a bit of a clusterfuck. Uh, so I would, if you, if, you, if you like me, you've got strong benches right now, I would be keeping that right up until week 30. And then I think week, week 31... Or week 32 is definitely the time to then play your wild card. And at that stage, which is what I'm going to do, just gamble. I, I, if I'm doing as absolutely shite as I am now, which is almost a given, I will be having some some real banter with that with that last you know last kind of six or seven game weeks of the season. I mean, bringing in players like Aubameyang, Lacazette. I might even buy Bobby Firmino. You know, I might buy Ashley Barnes. You know, these sort of players. Cool. Uh, the last question will lead us nicely into the second set into the last section. Uh, our friend uh, FBL Canuck and FBL Canuck, one of the nicest guys uh, uh, on Twitter. Game week 27 armband, single cap, uh, single cap paying uh, versus Crystal Palace, guaranteed 90 versus double deportation prone Manchester City assets, Gondo, KDB, Raz, Diaz, Cancelo. So, Don, I'll hand over to you into the next section to answer this question. Um, well, the, at the moment, I I had it on Kerry Kane against Crystal Palace. 
um, because I don't trust Gundo or Foden in attack and definitely don't trust Cancelo. As much as Cancelo, like they generally the rule with City, of course, is if they're rested that they are more likely for the next game. But I don't think that's really a double game week, and I don't fancy it. I think that's as nil all all over it, um, potentially for or even a 1 1 or something between Man U and Man City. And so, really, then it's the Southampton game, and we're playing a bit of a lottery with, with who's going to be basically played in that one. So, at the moment, I'm having a Harry Kane, but, um, but having said that, the double game week does always kind of tempt you to um to do something but i might well roll the transfer this week um and just go with bruno into the man city game because i have the free hit so i don't have to kind of look a little bit ahead and i think that bruno can always score against man city he'll like the big game and he'll like the opportunity to to um to show that he's the best player in the pitch so um so i quite like the idea of bruno's ownership going down a little bit if i have him but um what about yourself kylie What's your plan of action for the coming game week and who's likely to be your captain? Um, so, as mentioned, the most obvious thing to address is is Barnes. Um, but I, I'm still not convinced I'm going to do anything with him uh, this particular week just because I'm, I'm not quite sure and I, I don't have any money in the bank, so I, I can't kind of go from him to anyone that I'm 100% sold on for this week. You know, that's obviously something I will address going into 29. Um, but I am tempted to just roll the dice and get rid of Bruno and bring in uh, a City player, maybe Sterling. Uh, and I will probably captain a City player, uh, maybe Sterling if I brought him in, or maybe Gundy, um, because I do believe they will definitely play our game. I, I believe those two will play our game, right? The Fodens of the world, I don't know. And I just don't think that uh, I have a whole lot to lose, to be honest. So uh, I've been punished with double game weeks, and I'm clearly a glutton for it. So mm-hmm. it'll be one of it, it. It'll likely be Sterling. Back, back for more pain. Um, yeah. P- PJ, what about yourself? Well, I am a pain fetishist at this stage, and so I will be putting the armband on Sterling, which will naturally create the domino effect of Kylie taking the armband off Sterling. So um, Mentally uh, ready, so thank you for the forewarning. Yeah. I mean, I've got, no, I've got no one else to captain, really. I, you know, I don't own currently any kind of Spurs players or all West Ham players who I think the two teams are the best fixture this week. Uh, I'm not going to captain Cancelo and, and John Stones because I think they're at much greater risk of not playing twice. So that literally leaves me with Raheem Sterling, a player who has done nothing for me this season of, of any note. I've, I've owned him for, for huge periods. I think he's got me one goal total. Um, and that was in the first minute of a match where he proceeded to miss countless others afterwards. So... Yeah, I, I'm going to be Captain Sterling, and my only move, as I said, is going to be Bruno Fernandez out for probably Son. But I'm not, I'm not 100% on that. I may, I may roll. Um, I, I think you're going to be doing a wild card before this game week starts, PJ. I just yeah, see, I, I briefly considered it, but I just. I think you'll I be looking at DCL on your team. At Fulham tonight, I think mm. I would have been forced into a bit of a wild card to try and get Son and Bell in straight away. But, you know, them reverting to type. I think it's Crystal Palace are another one of those teams, you know, a bit like Burnley, whereby they're very defensively solid for most of the time, but then occasionally get absolutely battered. Mm. But, you know, I mean, they did look 
good against us, although that said, was the fact that nobody could see anything because of dense fog a factor? I'm, I'm not sure. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Look, honest, I don't know. I'll be captaining Sterling in terms of my transfer moves. I, I don't know. And you'll I, see, you'll you'll have to, yeah, as you said, I think it'll be a good one to wait until closer to the deadline anyway yeah, yeah. and see what we can find out. Um, Marzi, wrap up with uh, with your pick and um, in your likely moves. Pretty set. Yeah, pretty set on uh, Barnes to Lingard. I think I fancy the punt. Get two games out of Lingard, nothing out of Barnes. Who would have thought just a few weeks ago you would be buying Jesse Lingard? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like, I, just, I, just fa- yeah. I fancy the punt. Um, probably better end up benching DCL, especially if he has a double in, in, 20, in 28 and then sell him for, for Bamford for 29. So DCL will stay just because he might have a double. So but uh, mm. if not, by the way, if and we find out that it's not happening, I might just go Lingard Antonio. and Antonio. Mm. Yeah. Um, and my captain is between... Uh, it, 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 the double game week, of course, could be a single, but it just means that you have a two bites of the cherry. And I'm pretty confident that he will play his strongest team against against United, which means Gondo starts. Do I gamble? So, yeah, it's Gondo or Kane. I haven't really made my mind up. Uh, actually, it's, it's on Salah at the moment, <laughs> but... It's yeah, not happening. It won't be it's staying there. <laughs> no, no, no. no. It's, yeah. it's painful enough watching Liverpool right now. Having a captain on top of that is just, mm. so, you know, it's not needed. Yeah. So it'll be, Kane, it'll be Kane or Gondo. It'll be Kane or Gondo. Sorry, Kane. <laughs> yeah, Kane or Gondo. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, and that's all we got time for on tonight's show, folks. We have been Mars, you can find at Mars05. Kylie, you can find at KylieFPL. Myself, you can find at The Marple Curse. And of course, PJ, who you can find at Hindu Monkey. Make sure you're following our group account at 3 Amigos FPL. Thanks as always for listening and your continued support. Adios, amigos! <laughs>